Welcome to Empowered Combos, the podcast for high-achieving, high-powered Black women who want to excel in all aspects of their lives. I'm Dr. Tiffany Young. And I'm Dr. Megan Pickens. And we're your Empowered Coaches for this podcast. Today, we are going to start off, well, we're going to talk about friendships and relationships because they're all relationships, they're just with different people. Right. But we have to talk about the infamous list. The list of where not to go, and then all the other lists that are pissed off about the first list. And spinning so, off right, from that list. The first list. So, <laughs> Tiffany, tell us what's on that list, so, the original list. So, let's talk about the original list. So, this list popped up, and somebody said that women created this list of where they absolutely refused to go on first dates. And so, there's places on here like Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's. Chipotle, the movies, sporting events, just, you know, places that people might call low-class places. Okay, but then I think we talked about this in prepping for the show, and the big reveal is that a man wrote the list, right? That's what the rumor is. The rumor is that a man actually wrote this list. What would be the benefit? I would say maybe it's a, a dating coach type dude or something or somebody who has sisters or women he loves in his life. So maybe that's where it came from. Maybe it's just his experience. Maybe he's dated high-powered women <laughs> like us. That's a good point. Who say these are places that we're not going. Right, because I know we've talked about, you know, maybe some high-achieving women wouldn't want to go to a place. Now, my thing about it is that I'm a little on the picky side. You know, I mm-hmm. like to eat certain things. I'm usually the person that orders similar things when I go. Right. Now, only The only time I kind of go outside of their box is when I travel. Mm-hmm. But for me, like Cheesecake Factory, I've never really liked their food. Right. So that, that would be the only place that I wouldn't go, like, if I didn't like the food. Right. right? So I've, I haven't been to Cheesecake Factory, like, that much because I don't really know their food like that. And back in the day, Cheesecake Factory was actually, like, a high-end place exactly, <laughs> to go, which is why it's so funny that it's the first thing on this list, right? And but I still just, I never I never really loved their menu. So for me, that would be more of the case than like, oh, you have to take me somewhere that's a $100 meal. Yeah. And you know, we're talking about relationships and I'm on the married side. Of course. <laughs> right? And I've been married for eight years. And what's funny is our first date was at Chili's. See, that's, I, but like I said, I'm not, so I can live in bougie. Now, you know, I can you, too. you've seen my travels, mm-hmm. so I was lobster and steak and all of that, but that is not a requirement. Right. For me, it's a lot more about what kind of person you are, because you can be a millionaire mm-hmm. and be an ass and, and not get any conversation with me. Yeah, because I think, to me, and it, you know, it's not that I don't like the list because I'm married, but it is because I'm married and, you know, it's because I, I am and I'm, you know, married. And this list, to me, is just, it's so irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Like when Of you, what makes a relationship. Yeah, because when you get on this side of relationships, and you've been married before, right? Yes. So when you get on this side of relationships, does it really matter? No, where you took me on my, that's not what makes up a relationship. When things get tough, when things get hard, you're not going to be sitting there like, oh man, he took me to the Cheesecake Factory for our first date. Right. <laughs> that's why it's not we working can't, out. We can't stay married. Yes, no, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, there are much more important lists like, you know, are you loving, affectionate, a provider? Yeah. You know, do you love the kids? You love your parents? Are you a hard worker? Are you kind to people? Um, ambitious, yeah. Uh, any of those things are way more important. Than are are you a good communicator? Are do you fight fair? Exactly. You know, when when things get tough, do you fight fair? Are you a runner? Do you leave every time things get hard? I was about to say, are you committed to the relationship? Right. Those are the things that I would say are important. Like this list to me, I took it as a joke. Honestly, I thought it yes. was. <laughs> I thought it was just somebody trying to go viral. <laughs> As usual, like you said, but I, you know, a lot of people took this as serious. Like I'm in a lot of these Facebook groups, like these high class women, luxury groups, et cetera, et cetera. And people really take, are really taking this seriously, like having deep opinions about this list. Like, you know, if I prefer to go, not to go to Cheesecake Factory, I prefer to go to a higher end place. They're, they're trying to make it seem like it's about the effort, Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, and I don't think that shows a lack of effort, necessarily. 
I don't know. I just, there are things that are more important to me. And especially not only having been in a relationship and lost that relationship, um, wanting to be in a new relationship, I'm not going to block you out because you want to take me to Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. Now, I might tell you that I don't really like their foods, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be because you haven't spent a certain amount like that. Right. The older I get, I definitely know that things are so much less important than experiences. Yeah. And so that doesn't matter to me. And I think you brought up a good point. If I, if somebody says, you know, hey, I want to take you to Cheesecake Factory and you say, well, I don't really like their food, then where's the effort in saying, okay, well, do you like X, Y, and Z? Exactly. Because if you still take me to Cheesecake Factory when I said I didn't like their food, then. <laughs> but you like, know there's this great <laughs> argument, too, that women never know how to pick the restaurant. And I'm going to be honest. That's true myself out there and that is me <laughs> so i've been trying to have a list of places i like to go so if that comes up again because i know it's really frustrating to me and i have yeah. guy friends and they're like okay she says she doesn't like such and such mm-hmm. but then when i ask her does she want to go she'll just say yes or yeah. i don't know so yeah. there's no backup answer so i'm like okay so these are the kind of things that i like and that they're in different levels yeah because yeah. you know what we can go to vegas Mm-hmm. I like White Castle. Yeah, yeah and I yeah. never get to have White Castle. So guess what? We can go to White Castle. Right. It's, it's getting things that you can't get when you're at home. That yeah. exactly, <laughs> and ju- then just things I like. I'm a person I like to eat what I like. I think probably most people do, mm-hmm. but it's like I just there are certain things I prefer, and so those are the places that I'm going to pick, regardless and, and of how much. And I want to play devil's advocate because maybe men are trying to. These are restaurants that, to me, have a wide range of menu options. Yes. Right. So they all have chicken wings and salad and salmon and burgers and all this other stuff. So if you are a person that doesn't know how to pick a meal, (laughs) like you don't know what you want to eat, this is a good opportunity for you to uh, pick a pick uh, from a wide range of of options. So maybe that's the case. It could be. And that's why I said I'm going, I made that list so I could be better at going because I'm definitely guilty of going somewhere and not being able to find something on the menu. So I try to do that. And when I travel, I like try different things a little bit more than I do at home. But actually, honestly, some of those bougie restaurants, I don't even like that. Mm-hmm. Because you got like one leaf of lettuce and a, a, a scoop of <laughs> right. a, a rice and, and none of it has seasoning in it. So And it's $100 and a And it's $100. <laughs> like, no, that, I don't require that. Right. As a matter of fact, I'm mad that I missed the fair and didn't get to eat. Hey, because we could have went to the fair. So is there, as high-powered, high-achieving women, is there a problem with having standards? No, I don't think there is a problem with having standards. And I think my biggest frustration with standards is that women are always told to lower them, but men are not necessarily told to lower them. Mm. So there's a little... I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword. And I'll even um, add that to something else where, where, like, in church, if there's something going on in your marriage, women are told, okay, you got to pray about this, or at least in my experience, you, mm-hmm. you need to pray for them and all this other stuff. But it's like, okay, where does his change come in? Yeah. So I feel like there are some situations where there's a double standard. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's an issue with standards. And then also I'll say, too, that I, I'm over the whole men versus women thing anyway, and especially yeah. black men versus black yeah, women. It's... That really is irritating mm-hmm. to me. And so the kind of backbiting stuff, because if a woman says, oh, I prefer a man that is six feet tall, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, well, you need to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, the way you delivered it is kind of nasty, but you can have a preference. If you like a woman who is super petite or whatever, that's fine. Right, so right. say that instead of you need to go to the gym. Versus, you know, somebody saying, I prefer a man that's six feet tall or something. Like, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be a fight that people have preferences. And then the bottom line is, why would you be with somebody who doesn't want you anyway? That's true. Why would you try, I tell my clients this a lot. Why would you try to fit a um, square peg into a round hole? And it seems like that's what we try to do, especially once you get up to, you know, this high powered level, whether it's men or women. Right, and it does not work. Because it doesn't. People don't change unless they want to. And you're going to be frustrated every day. You're going to be resentful every day because you keep trying to fit this square peg into this round hole. This we don't, as women, sometimes, and and I'm guilty of this. We don't listen. Mm-hmm. Right. A man can tell you a thousand times that he doesn't want to get married mm-hmm. in so many ways and so many forms. He can say, "I'm never getting married." Right. I'm never going to get married. And then 
you will be like, I don't know why it's in our mind. We're like, well, he'll change his mind. Right. Like I you, can. You walk down, you know, <laughs> the magic wand. Yeah. And I mean, you know, men have been saying for a long time that sex, you know, vaginas. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, nobody's offended. Is not currency. Mm. But neither are penises. Th- this is true. So that's why I, I, you know, out here dating, it is very clear that. That there's things more important than that, than that, and mm-hmm. that's important. So don't let me lie. I'm not that chick <laughs> okay. that's like, oh, like, I, you know, I'll pristine. Like, no, yeah, that yeah. is not me. That is important. Mm-hmm. But what else do you have? I said it on my my little mini pod this week. I'm like, okay, there are a billion penises on the planet. Mm-hmm. What else do you have to go with that? Right, right. And I think that goes for women too. Absolutely. So I understand men when they say that. That mm-hmm. is not a birthday gift. It's not a package. It's not the only <laughs> thing that makes your relationship. Yeah. Either way. Well, I think you, we want to go back to what you said about standards, because I think some men hit back with another list. They did a spinoff list, right? (laughs) And I think you have that list. Um, Yes. So that one says, so it's types of women to date. So it starts off with about women who actually are attracted to you. And and let me say, I don't disagree with this. Mm -hmm. Um, Women who have simple tastes and realistic requirements. That one, I'm kind of iffy because... Realistic requirements is a subjective term. It so is. So if you think that it should be realistic that somebody is okay living in a neighborhood where the house gets broken in every night and you're mm-hmm. not you're not going to strive to do anything better, then I think that's a little different. Yeah, I mean, but I think when they say realistic, you know, what is realistic? You know, coming out the gate, going to whatever high class restaurant or or being flew out, you know, across yeah. the country or whatever, is that truly realistic? And maybe it is in today. Who knows? Maybe it is in today's time in the in the that. in the internet times. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that men should do that just to impress women. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want you taking your last check or you know skipping your mortgage to fly me out to mm-hmm. look like you're somebody that can fly me out mm-hmm. just all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Now. You know, we're in Dallas, you flying me to Houston, <laughs> that's a different thing. That's a cheap flight, but yeah. you're flying me to Dubai and stuff, and that's not really what you can do, mm-hmm. and you have sacrificed something to do that, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Because, number one, you can't keep it up, and number two, I think it builds a seed of resentment. And that wonder if you, if I really like you mm-hmm. because you're you or because you flew me to Dubai. Right. But I think that's the premise of the original list, though. Right. That's the premise of it. They're saying... Y'all refuse to go to these places and you have unrealistic expectations of what a first date is. You know, because I'm telling you, in these Facebook groups, <laughs> they there are a lot of women saying, you know, this is a date, flying me out, doing this, doing that. That's something that is a higher end budget, yeah. right? So... high power like that, there's nothing wrong with them liking that. That's a preference. Used to. That is a preference, yeah. Another one on here that I kind of is iffy, women who don't need to be taught how to be feminine because they're already that. That whole, mm. you're fem- you're not feminine enough, you're feminine, all that kind of stuff. Once again, that's subjective. And then mm-hmm. how is a man going to tell me what feminine is? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at both of us. We're chill. This is kind of our everyday. We're not yeah, walking yeah. around in ball gowns and 50 tons of makeup every day. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Mm-hmm. But I'm very feminine. Mm-hmm. So when I... I when they say feminine, is it more the quiet, meek type of personality? In that... some cases, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, some cases it's, oh, well, you're not submissive enough and you have too much of an opinion. And mm-hmm. so that's where it kind of gets on the toxic side. And so that kind of makes it, I don't know, frustrating to, mm-hmm. you know, interact with somebody who's who's coming at you like that. Right. right? Because it's not about how it's going to make us better or make us closer it's more of a judgment. Like, yeah. you're not feminine enough. And so my idea of feminine is that you wear heels and a ball gown every day and makeup. Mm-hmm. And then I tell you stuff and you never say anything back. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you if that is kind of your idea. And so in some cases, that's what it's talking about. Now, feminine in the sense of being able to be led and not talking over, I, I can understand that mm-hmm. to a certain mm-hmm. extent. But also, you know... Sometimes the Bible crowd wants to bring that in about um, wives submit to your husbands, but there's some more verses to that. Mm-hmm. And it also says you submit one to another. Right. And it also says that the man submits to God. Mm-hmm. So that means that you are treating her well, 
And I think in mo- most women I know don't have any problem being submissive when right. they are being treated well. And when they know what the plan is. Exactly. What, what, am, I, what am I submitting to? Yes. Right? That, I think that's a big question. What, what am I submitting to? Is there a plan? Is, are you leading me somewhere? There are also men, I mean, they talk about women not making decisions and being indecisive, but there are some men's, men that can't make decisions to save their life. Exactly. <laughs> so what am I submitting to? And then also the you mentioned it, uh, wives submit to your husbands, yes. not uh, boo thing. Submit to your boo thing. <laughs> not not my situationship. Submit to my situationship. Right. That is not what that's for. And I think the confusion that a lot of people have um, around submission, around first dates, around all that is we are expecting marriage items when we're not married. Marriage behavior. Marriage behaviors. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we're not married. Exactly. And right. That is, that's the big thing too. So this list, like I said, there are some things. Okay. So one of them I agree with is women who take pride in being health conscious. Okay. That one is one that I fully agree with. I think most of them I can understand as long as there's not that kind of backhanded to it right you know right, kind of right. like oh that's a cute dress but it would look better in purple <laughs> you know? so what did the men say about women who not to date there was one of those as well okay check, let's check that out so i have the one with women the women say not to date i think you have the other one okay so on this list of women not to date well actually it says women you should never take on a date so number one they have single mothers I mean, rude. I know. (laughs) There are plenty of single mothers who have their stuff together. But, hey, once again, as we talked about, people can have preferences. Can have preferences. Women with tattoos. Well. Women who dress like this in public, but there's no this. I don't know what this means. Sex workers. (laughs) So it says OnlyFans, girls, mattress, actresses. Oh, that's a new term. Strippers, call girls, escorts. Instagram models and bottle girls. Mm. Well, dang. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now they're trying to be funny. Women with an IG page. <laughs> Women with non-ear piercings. Women with purple hair or any other color. Women with whole friends. Mm. Models who market to men. Women who travel regularly. Well, excuse me. Okay. Sir, you can travel with me. You done extra yourself off the list, friend. <laughs> <laughs> we can go together. We can have a vacation. So I think that list was a joke, for it real, has to be. because this is this was the spinoff from the original list. And women, then if one of them says women with lists. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the spinoff. And so another one comes back and says the ladies strike back a new list of men that have no business dating. Period. Oh lord. Men with toddlers or younger. Men that live with a mama. Men that live with a baby mama. Well, now well, that one I have to agree with. Have to oh, agree we just with that together one. together because we're saving money. No. No. DL men. Mm. Men that don't have a valid driver's license. Okay. Men that sag their pants. Oh we, still do, we still doing that today? Yes. People, huh. I am 50. Sir, pull up your pants. <laughs> I didn't like it when I was younger. Men that want to hold a couple dollars till they get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Men who clothes are in the tub. Oh. Men that can't log in, in into anything without Wait, help. Why are their clothes in the tub? Child, I'm I've just, never heard I'm of just that. reading the list. Okay. The grand rising men. Oh. The hotels. <laughs> the WYD men. Oh. <laughs> now this one, a lot of women have a problem with this. Have a problem with WYD every day in communication. I mean, I'm married, so you speak on it. I don't even can't get a damn date. If I say what I, I'm thinking like a lot of that stuff is valid. I just, oh, I, so I guess WYD for me is you have to know me. So I type in full, I know you see my text because I text with you and then you probably yeah. be like, damn, this girl's writing a whole <laughs> biography. It's just how I am. So yeah. I just, I'm, because I text like I talk. Yeah, yeah. And I actually am a person who prefers to talk. So for me, that's why WYD sticks out. Yeah. And I usually tell people that I meet, I prefer to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me. I don't know if it's a generational thing yeah. or whatever. But I just feel like I can't put enough in the text. And plus, I don't want to be the crazy. Because see, people 
categorized by how much you text. And so they kind of makes you look like a stalker if you do a paragraph. Yeah, and then sometimes you can't tell tone. Like tone that's gets lost one. in text. You know, they say you're yelling if you type in all caps, and that's true. But sometimes the other tones, you can't, you miss it. The innuendo. Right. That's what, it, yeah. And, and especially if you're in a conflict mm-hmm, in your communication. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can you go to the store? Right. So can you go to the store? It can sound like, hey, can you go to the store? Or it can sound like, can you go to the store? Right. It could be either on one of those. how our day was. That, that's true. That's true. So yeah, I get the WYD thing is a is a big debate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, these last ones: married men. Of I course. mean, married men stay out the day. Married pool. and separated. Come on now, because them are the most attentive. I ain't gonna say what I usually say. Those are the most attentive men ever. Is a married man that's not married to you. Mm. Get away from me, sir. Mm. Men without transportation, Jody. <laughs> 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 and oh, this. I'm not going to say that one. We in Dallas. Wait, wait. Men that are cowboy fans. <laughs> so I know that list had to be a joke. We didn't say it. We didn't say it. It was that on the was list, on the y'all. List. Don't shoot the messenger. So I know we're joking and laughing, and we've kind of talked about each list, but as high-powered women, relationships, whether they're platonic, whether they're friendships, whether they are romantic, this is a serious deal, right? We're struggling to maintain relationships, even with friendships. I see it all the time in, again, these Facebook groups where the number one question I see is how do you make friends as an adult woman? Right. And I, so I was just thinking about that. What does the friendship list look like? Mm. What are the do's or don'ts of that? Yeah, tell Because us. I think it's pretty similar to the men and women one, I would think, mm-hmm. you know, like the, in terms of reciprocity, yeah, you know, spending time or, you know, just kind of compl- like, I would think, okay, I don't want a complaining friend. friend. Yeah. Why is it so hard to make friends though, as adults? You know, that has been a question for a long time from clients that I have. And mm-hmm. I really had to kind of sit down and articulate what that looks like. Cause before, because for me, that's not hard. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'm the person that does not meet a stranger. I meet yeah. you at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. I meet you in out of the country. Yeah. And I met people when we're still friends. Mm-hmm. So for me, I had to really try to figure out what, you know, that includes. And so I kind of, well, actually, I wrote something years ago called The Sister Code, where mm-hmm. it talks about what friendships involve. Yeah. And, you know, some of it is like praying for each other, um, reciprocity, spending time together, right. um, being there for each other, being intentional about, you know, your wants and needs as a friend. Right. So right. there are a lot of things, I think, that go with becoming a friend as an adult. Mm-hmm. But I think the first thing is just, and see, that's where coffee and cheesecake factory and all that stuff come in as friendships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I meet you somewhere and we have like interests, then let's go, you know, have a meal or something together and talk about it. Right, right. And I think for us, we kind of have an advantage too because we have store wars and there are a lot of... There's a lot of... Yeah. Already incorporated. So, Ooh. yeah. Like, <laughs> Ooh, surprise. Um, and so, you know, I don't think we're ever... At a shortage of high achieving, high powered black women. I don't so think, we I, are I think it would be hard for me to say at some point, oh, I don't have any friends. Right. But I can say, I can understand because it's, it's hard for me to make friends. I'm not the person that doesn't meet a stranger. Like, I'm the person with the thing on my forehead, the sign on my forehead. <laughs> you know, my facial expressions are not always inviting, like, please talk to me. Sometimes they're like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I get I get where you're com- where people are coming from when they say it's hard to make friends, and I think um, as I'm observing um, this question in Facebook groups, a lot of people are talking about competition. Why is it so so much competition between Black women, right? And also, why do Black women ha- always have something to say, right? So you can have a person in a Facebook group ask a simple question. Right. It's very simple. Oh my. Right. And then I mean the claws come out. Exactly. And so why did you write it that way? Well, what do you mean? Like, right. Well into- well just don't just don't do that. Just don't don't take part if you don't like it. It's it's so it's it's concerning. <laughs> like right. and I feel sometimes I feel bad for the poster because I'm like, dang, she just asked a simple question, right? This is supposed to be where we come together. 
I, I thought that's what social media is for, but a lot of it now is for cloud and followers and going viral and all that. But that's where you're supposed to be able to come and have camaraderie and ask questions when you're scared about something or whatever. And those are the two things that I see the most is I competition. Think that's why Facebook and Facebook added that anonymous thing too, so you mm-hmm. can post anonymously, even though they even get more. I mean, smoke they get more smoke because it's like, why are you anonymous? Are right. you scared? <laughs> So I don't know. I don't perceive you that way, but mm-hmm. then I'm kind of the person that looks past the cover. So, mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I used to get that all the time. You should smile more. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it's like, okay, why? Yeah. I'm not say- I'm not unhappy. I just don't have anything. Like, who goes around smiling all the time? All the time, yeah. Other than, well, I don't want to say. I'll, I'll just I'll say what my father used to say. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Or make you like unapproachable. Right. Now, if I came up to you and said something and you you kind of talked to me funky or mm-hmm. didn't have a conversation with me, then that would probably be a different thing. But I mean, I get what you're saying because you're kind of a mellow type chick mm-hmm. or whatever, and so I could see how people would be like, "Ooh, yeah, I'm scared of her <laughs> I'm intimidated." It's like, yeah, it's yeah. not even like. That so, what well, do you perceive competition in the black women community, especially on our level, the the high oh, power? Yeah. But I think, and I honestly, you know, I'm always talking about like history and mm-hmm. understanding our history, and I think that goes back, maybe not as far as slavery, but for sure, you know, like. Jim Crow type times and mm-hmm. just civil rights movement when there was only one space for one person. And right. I think we need to get out of that. Yeah. I think that we are still controlled by a lot of things that were out of our control before but are within them now. Right. But we just have to realize that that's what we're doing. And mm-hmm. I don't think people get it. Yeah. I don't think they know that they're doing that. Right. So, for instance, okay, there is a job at a corporate place. And, you know, there's a lot of tokenism yeah. in the corporate world. There, world. there is. And so there is a lot of fear, I believe, among women that there can only be one black woman in the higher executive position. Right, right. And so that automatically puts them into competition. Mm-hmm. Now, my thought process is, okay, well, you only want one of us in our corporation, then we'll make our own corporation, and we'll take all, we'll be all the executives. <laughs> right. You know? Right. But we were just talking about while we were prepping how... Um, a lot of our, some of our colleagues want their, just have to have their name on the door instead of us collaborating and, you know, being a powerhouse that we could be, right? So we, we've discussed that as well. And right, that's also a you and competition. I have 75 businesses we want to start. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Off the basis of this podcast. Right. Like, okay, we work We can well. do this. We can do this. this. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think we have to get out of, like you said, that there can only be one, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, a lot of us have that mindset, well, I'm the HBIC. Yes. Right? When we can all be the HBICs, right? Mm-hmm. And we we just have to find where we fit in the space and be great at it. And I think, too, not only getting out of that thought process, but thinking in terms of creating our own. If they don't want us at their table, the hell with your table. I will make my own. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. we need to do a lot more than that because we have a lot of power that we don't utilize. Right. When you look across all spectrums, of influence, usually black women are at the top. So mm-hmm, that's fashion, mm-hmm. that's music, that's education, that's social media, that is that. a mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff that is based on us. Right. And either what we look like or what we think or what people think we think. Or the vibe of yes. a, just our vibe. Exactly. And people just want our vibe. Yes. And when that's that's about, powerful. When you think about marketing mm-hmm. and audience demographics, they're marketing to us. Right, right. right. And I'll say it, tanning. You kind of, you're trying to get browner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, so there are a lot of things that we influence, and I think we need to take that power and use it. Right. And use it to help each other. Not, not against each other. Yes. Yeah. We are not yeah. in competition. Yeah. And why do we, why do you think we always must say something? <laughs> I think that, I, and this is for all people, but I'll definitely focus on women. I think that sometimes people always have something to say because they're in spaces where they can't say anything. I was just, we, we were thinking the same thing. We are often made to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And now, so a lot of my clients, you know, and we work with the same type of clients. As children, we were told children are seen and not heard. Right. Be quiet. Will you know your feelings? Our feelings weren't validated. I, no. I mean, oh, as yeah, children. Absolutely. And so now that we're bigger and we can defend ourselves, we gonna say it all. I'm gonna say everything. And right? even in terms of your relationships at home, because yeah. you know we know you know my specialty 
within my specialty is, you know, people who have either are currently in emotional abuse mm-hmm. situations or yeah. they survived it. Right. And so even then, at home, you have no power. Right. So then you may be overbearing with your kids or your friends or mm-hmm. at work or whatever because you know when you get home, right. then there's no power for you. Right. So I think, and I think that goes for men and women. I mm-hmm. think that people kind of act that out. So right. it's not necessarily that they're trying to be that way, but they're doing a lot of things subconsciously, which people do all the time and they just never look into it which is why systems theory family therapy knowing about your family of origin and how that affects you now is really important to me right and same with my specialty a subsection is working with those corporate black women that are in those spaces and so again a lot of times it is be quiet if you talk you're angry black woman um etc etc and so you know, yeah, when I get out of here, I'm going to say everything I want to say because I have been holding it in from nine to five (laughs) and now I need, now I need to talk. And so we lash out on whoever asks us a question or, or, or anything. And a lot of times people are asking questions not to make us feel dumb, right? They want our expertise. Right. And so I think also as we're talking about helping each other, we need to handle each other with a softer glove sometimes. I agree. Versus always ready to pounce immediately. Right, and take everything like, oh, or what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a good balance between that and then also respecting the person's craft and their skill. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not asking for discounts or freebies or all that stuff all the time, like yeah. paying people what they're worth because right. they are working for that money. Right. Now, I don't also think it's wrong to give a t- discount to somebody you're cool with, but I think it should be at your discretion. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to ask you like, hey, Tiffany, give me, we can't do therapy on each other anyway, right. but let's just say we could. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hey, I want to do a session with you, but right. I need half off right. because we're friends. Right, right. That's your job. Mm-hmm. So I think we, you know, made two good points: handling each other with softer gloves, not taking things so personally. Yes. Realizing that people are going through different traumas that they haven't healed from, and those things are being, you know, acted out as well. And then making sure that we're helping each other versus being against each other. Absolutely. Right, especially with friendships and collaborating, mm-hmm. both in life and in business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's another thing, and so that that why are we uh, comp- competing when we could be collaborating? Collaborating exactly, and making more money and becoming a powerhouse. There's so many businesses that become powerhouses off of our talent. Exactly, you know, and I can think of a few. I'm not gonna mention no company names on this on this right. pod, <laughs> but I can think of a few just in the counseling field yeah. that are benefiting off of our talent when we can make so much more money if we just collaborate and take that power back. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't I, you mention I it. Know, I know. I'm not going to say it, but I'm like, okay. You already know. Because I'm the person that pays attention to models, and I'm like, y'all, we could do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly what they are doing. We could, we do, could that. do that. Absolutely. Together. Mm-hmm. But I even said that on another pod that I did, you know, we can have a big building and everybody can have a name on the door. We Absolutely. Have names we on have the a door. thousand names on the exactly. door. <laughs> right. That's all right. Right. Um, so going back, let's go back to relationships because that was the premise, the start of our yes. pod. Right. So let's talk about how do we get away from this frivolous stuff, these lists like we talked about that are not so important. What are the important things when we're um, as high powered women and men, right? When we're thinking about relationships. So I think that, okay. And this is just me because I have, I know I have friends that would beg to differ. Income is important in some ways, but I think for me, income with ambition is much more. And I don't mean ambition. Like you've been trying to newly become a rapper at 48. Like, (laughs) I mean, ambition (laughs) where you might make less than me because Mm -hmm. I understand what level I'm at and I don't want anybody in my pockets just trying to take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. But if you are, I don't even want to say on your way up because I'm a little past that, but let's say you currently are a barber. Well, to me, honestly, barbers make good money. Mm Mm-hmm. And but for me, I'm going to be wanting you to own the barber shop and have people in chairs under you. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Th- when I say ambition, I say that because I, unless you're a celebrity barber, then you're probably not going to make as much as me. And I do want an equal partner in the sense that we can kind of both do things. I don't right. I don't want to be that I want to take a trip, but then we can't take a trip 
because you are counting your pennies or you resent me because mm-hmm. I'm not. Right. So let's talk about that because you, I, I like the fact that you said knowing the level that you're at. Right. So we're both in the top 2%, right? Doctorates. Mm-hmm. We both have multiple businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Is it required that our mate have the same? Because I'm, and I'm talking to you because I'm married. <laughs> right. So, you know, give your perspective. To me, that's not as important. You know, ambition and hard work and that kind of stuff is important. But sometimes the levels that we reach, whether it's man or woman, right? Sometimes those levels are unattainable for some people and they just are. And that's okay, right? Yes. Because maybe the barber who you're you're dating, maybe they just want to be a barber. That's what they enjoy. That's the that's their first love. That is their passion. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't have management skills and they don't want to own the bar, the, right. the, you know, the barbershop or whatever. You know, maybe that is, so is that okay? I think for me, it was going to be a case-by-case case basis because mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not focused on the amount of money. I think, I don't know. It's more intricate than that. It's mm-hmm. more about what the money means to them. Right. And so... Because I've kind of, after my last situation, money was an issue. Mm -hmm. Money was an issue in my marriage. Right. And so for me, I've kind of changed my thought process to, well, maybe they need to at least kind of make as much as me or Mm -hmm. at least be right, be at 100000 or something like that. And it's not because I want their money and I want them in their, I want to be in their pockets. It's because I don't want it to be a problem. Right. It's not a problem for me. Yeah. Yeah. And hasn't been a problem for me historically. But what I found is that it's a problem for maybe the men Mm -hmm. that I've dealt with. So it's brought up or it's referenced or there's some kind of issue with Mm -hmm. it. So it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily my issue, but it's their issue and it affects the relationship. Yeah. So that's why I say that. So in my real heart of hearts, it's not important, but Mm -hmm. ambition and drive and all that is. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I would say off the top of my head, I still want you to own a barbershop. <laughs> I, I, so I, I think will. you're. I think you're talking about being equally yoked. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of the premise of it, and and not in biblical terms, right? We're just talking about just yes. period, right? Because we, we 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 can go biblical, and that can be a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. But being equally yoked, as in same drive, same ambition, same. If I'm going for it, you go for it. And I if, think you again, know. thinking about it, that's more about how they see me, because right. as I said in my marriage. My ambition was a problem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I, as I was moving up, it was like, oh, you think this and you think that. And it's like, I don't think none of that. Right. This is you just me. It. Right. Yes, this is you just think me. it. You right. know, so that I think in terms of that for me and I'm, you know, I'm in a transition period. Yeah. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I just got back to being intentional about it. And and yeah. I think I think it's also because if we flip that and talk about high powered men, right, this is a women's podcast, but high powered men as well. If you are a, a woman who's making less than him, that could also become a problem. Absolutely. So the same thing, like if he's going for it, you better be doing something with your time. Right. Yes. What are you doing? Are you sitting around just, you know, running up his Amex? Like, and, and I can't get mad at men for not liking that. Yeah, I honestly can't. And so that's, you know. But, you know, we're both, like I said, we're girly girls when we need to be. Mm-hmm. But I think we have a lot of uh, I don't know, commonalities with men or yeah. like, you know, in ways <laughs> yeah. we can understand them mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. I, I think I can. So some some things they say, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I think another thing is slowing down and being intentional, like you just mentioned, yes. because we're talking about these lists and et cetera, et cetera. But when I think about a first date, I'm thinking about, we're just getting to know each other. Yes. You know, this ain't that serious. What is the conversation like? <laughs> right. Are we laughing? Right. Like this ain't that serious. And I think a lot of, sometimes women, I, I was listening to somebody else's podcast the other day and they mentioned that, uh, women are in love with love. Okay. And we, so we take everything seriously. Like we could be on a first date and we already planning our wedding. That, and, and also <laughs> that made me think about something too, because I think the whole list thing and where you take me mm-hmm. type thing that people were talking about is equivocated to love. So mm-hmm. I think too, that some people are saying, okay, well you don't love me enough to take me to Eddie V. Right. But you're, you, but you're on a first date and that's exactly. what I'm talking about. Slow but, down. So like you said, it's, yeah, I think it's the perception yeah. slow, of all of that. Slow down and, t- and you know, take things as they are at face value. A yeah. first date is a first meetup it is a hey do I you know can I like you Mm -hmm. because if even if I go on a date with you 
that doesn't mean that I like you. Right. It right. Means I like <laughs> it means I like you enough to go you. eat this food with you. Exactly. Right. So slow down and mm-hmm. really be intentional about the process. Right. So, and this is just life in general. A mm-hmm. lot of times we're so rushed to get to the end goal that we miss the process right. in between, right? And so we we miss that dating stage. We miss that getting to know you stage. We, you know, even in uh, my marriage, we've been in marriage counseling. You know, I can be, you know, vulnerable about that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that our counselor said was that y'all didn't ask the questions y'all needed to ask during the dating phase. <laughs> that happens a lot. Right. And I would say more so with hetero couples. Yeah. You, we're not asking the questions. So fall in love with the process mm-hmm. before you fall in love with the person. Oh, that's good. Right. Fall in love with getting to know them. Also getting to know you. How are you going to have to change as you go through this relationship, right? How are you? What are you, what do you need to work on, right? If this man says, "Oh, this for me is a deal breaker," and you have that, how are, are you willing to change that? Are is that just how you are? Or are we going to actually be together? If that's right, a deal breaker. And so, fall in love with the process, but also be re- willing to exit stage left when it's time. Okay. <laughs> I can definitely say that that would be my my contribution to my marriage stuff. I should yeah. honestly, I should not have gotten married because I saw certain things at the beginning, mm-hmm. all the way up to the day of the wedding. Right. But at that point, it's like you're invested. Mm-hmm. This is how it looks. Blah blah right. blah. You're aging. All that. So those all those things were factors in that. And right. so I can understand how people can do that and and not even really know they're doing it because it's not like I said oh let me Mm -hmm, (laughs) you know do mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. but you know in hindsight which is 2020 I wish that hindsight could be (laughs) foresight be 2020 exactly which is becoming because you learn from everything Mm -hmm. and so that's what that's how I take that experience and the other experiences that I've had is that I learned something from it Mm -hmm. and I definitely think too that a lot of times we compromise about things at the beginning of relationships that we can't live with. So right. when couples are in front of me, I say, hey, that compromise that you signed up for at the beginning is the one you sign up to live with. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that doesn't necessarily get better, especially if the person doesn't want it to. Mm-hmm. It's a deal breaker. And then you get into the marriage space and now you're looking at this person every single day and you're thinking about, you know, subconsciously you're always going to think about that compromise that you made at the beginning. And, you know, so that talking about boundaries, right? What are your firm boundaries? What are your non-negotiables? Like I'm hoping and praying that none of y'all's non-negotiables is he can't take me to Cheesecake Factory or Chili's, right? Because that is so minute in the, the, the pool of, a long-standing committed relationship, whether it is marriage or a committed relationship or whatever you want to call it, that is such a drop in the bucket. And that is not important. I have so much stuff in my house that I don't want. I'm just like, how do I get rid of stuff is not important. Yeah. Experiences and people are important. Right, I say right. that all the time. And the older and older I get, the more I realize that. And that's any relationship, love mm-hmm. relationship, friendship relationships, family. All of that is important because when you are missing your parent that you've lost, do you really care that they didn't buy you whatever toy when you were 10? Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. You care about the time that you're missing with that person. Right. And speaking of time, you know, when you brought up high powered men and those high powered men, they work. Yes. High power power equals less time. Less time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so again, as a woman, what are you doing with yourself? Because that can become resentment. That can become frustration. That can become cheating. All that kind of stuff can come from, you know, oh, he works too much. But also men, if you choose to date a high powered woman, she works. Yeah. (laughs) That that doesn't just come. Yeah. That high achievement doesn't just come from waking up. It it don't. We, We grinding. Yeah. Making you meals all the time. It, it doesn't, right? And I can cook, okay, but my time to cook, right? You know, like we got to talk about it. Like, what are we gonna do? Is I can plan ahead. I'll do it. So that takes me back to the process, right? You got to fall in love with the process and asking these questions. What am I okay with? If I want her to be a working woman and she's a go getter, right? What am I okay with? Am I okay with? having to cook sometimes as a high powered man. Am I okay with, you know, having to take care of the kids, pick up the kids. Sometimes you got to have those conversations during the process and then be willing to be okay with exiting if it's not for you. Right. And I think showing up as yourself 
Absolutely. I not even think I know. Showing up as yourself. As your authentic self, yeah. The biggest thing. Do not send your representative because that person has the right and I have the right to know what I'm going to be living with. Mm -hmm. So don't just show me your best perfect face or agree so frustrates me so much because I'm always telling clients do not agree with something you don't agree with right, right and then seven years down the line you are in front of me saying that you're mad because y'all have sex once a month why did you ever agree to that when you know you like sex four times a week <laughs> a compromise is two right, you know what I'm right, saying right. so like why agree to that and then then be resentful it's, about be it? it's because again what I was saying emotions women are in love with love Right, and I so men do that that, they do sometimes. Because well, that example was a man. Sometimes they like, do. Why? However, when you whatever man or woman falling in love with love versus actually intentionally creating a a sustainable relationship with a person will get you in trouble. Emotions are necessary, but they can often get you in trouble if you are not paying attention. Right, because now you're thinking with your emotions instead of thinking with your logic. Yeah. And that can make the smartest, high-powered person, man or woman, dumb as hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's, that's right. And you said something, oh, I just lost my train of thought when you said that. You said something important earlier. Man, it'll come back to me. Because it, it was about being in the relationship. I don't know. It went away. Yeah, we gotta. we have to fall in love with the process of, and this is, life even business mm -hmm. right you have to fall in love with the process because who knows when you're going to become a millionaire right <laughs> who knows when that your business is going to take off you have to love what you're doing all the in-between stuff Absolutely. right so the start and the finish of something is always exciting right right but that middle part is often is terrible <laughs> Right. That's where all the challenges. That's so where all the, the challenges growth, the growth happen. Goes. Right. That's where the growth happens. So whether that is in relationships, friendships, because even with friendships, there's going to be times that you butt heads in the middle of friendships where exactly. you step away and you come back and you figure out if this is truly a friend that you really want to have. So it's all it's going to be about that process. It's not going to be about the the start or the finish. Right. It's, it's good when you get to the finish, but who knows how long that process is going to be. Right, and I think some of the communication and relationships can be improved by actually talking about things and not just assuming and basing mm -hmm. everything off of history. Yeah. Because I see a lot of that. So, I don't know, you could say something to me some way, and I could take it as, okay, she's being a smartass, or mm -hmm. I can call you and say, hey, what you mean, you know, or whatever. Right. Like, girl, no, I was, you know, rushing, picking up my baby from school or mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. I was just trying to say such and such, and I just typed it too short. Or, right. Like, I think that a lot of misunderstanding can be cleared up by just asking. But I think people are scared of asking. Because we're afraid of the answer. Exactly. Rejection is, is a big thing. Oh, yeah. It's not fun. It's, it's, it's big. And that's why, again, in the process, being okay with, it not being for you or you not being for them. Yeah. Everybody has a right to choose. They do. Right? Friendship. They should. Friendship, relationship, it doesn't matter. Everybody has the right to choose whether they want to deal with you or not. And even in spaces where you feel like you can't choose, like such as family, because boundaries in family is such a big issue, mm -hmm. you can still set boundaries without a cutoff. Right. Because I think our culture, we don't really... You, you have to do some extreme things, really, to cut off people, especially your parents. Mm -hmm. But you can still deal with that relationship in a different way. So, like, if I'm if you're my mom and I'm talking to you and you start, you know, I don't know, yelling at me or something, you can say, like, hey, mom, I got to, you know, I got to go. Mm -hmm. you know, when mm -hmm. you calm down, we'll talk again. Right, and right. Now, this is going to be seen as disrespectful, probably, in our culture, but it's not a cutoff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, you're still asserting yourself. But what is wrong with that again? Nothing. Nothing is wrong because to me, you don't have to do something that extreme. No. <laughs> to cut to cut it off. You oh, really okay. don't. I've, oh, I, yeah. I've, I've been, there's been some, you know, cutoffs for me this year and it's been mm -hmm. a struggle, but you also have to be okay with that grief process when you do cut off yeah. family or friends or whatever. You have to, you have to go through that grief process right. and, that, and that process is hard. So I understand why people are afraid of rejection, mm -hmm. right? I get it because that grief process, it sucks, <laughs> well, right. especially when the person is still here. 
it it's hard right Mm -hmm. because you're still either going to see that person talk to that person see them on social media yeah and you're not a part of their lives anymore that stuff that's hard right okay that makes sense Um, and i think too that i needed to add the caveat too of sometimes it doesn't have to be that hard it has to just be all the time because mm-hmm. there's like you said about the marriage stuff like okay this is cool now but then every day you know mm-hmm. it can be irritating so right. the same thing so if you constantly you're telling somebody hey i don't like you talking to me this way mm-hmm. i don't like you talking to me this way and then it you know it's blamed back on you or whatever then i can see what you're saying about like okay it, nothing extreme happened it's just like i'm over constantly saying the same thing right and be okay with that yes. and i think that's a lot of my clients being okay with saying the word no yes th- I, this is not what i want mm-hmm. um you're not for me friend family business job <laughs> right this is All not for me and standing on it Mm-hmm. being able to stand on that every single day because that's what you're going to have to do. Once you cut something off or release something that is not for you, you have to stand on that decision and Absolutely. go through all of those emotions. Well, we have we traveled. Have traveled. <laughs> friendship relationship okay. thing. But I love it. I think it was a great discussion yeah. and, you know, so rich with information. I mm-hmm. think that this is going to be something that is really helpful to a lot of people. I do too. And maybe a reminder to us. Yeah. Cause I was sitting here listening, like, right, I know. I'm listening like, to you like, like, oh, okay, okay, right. okay girl. <laughs> you're so smart. You're so genius. You were smart. Okay, you were kind. You were important. <laughs> so we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Um, we want also want to talk about the daily empower minutes. We hope you have been enjoying them. We are going to take a step back. <laughs> because we work. Okay, we 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 high achieving, high powered, and we work. So we're going to take a a little bit of a step back and try to do uh, weekly or a couple of days a week. Uh, We haven't really decided yet, but those will start to look a little bit different this next coming month. And especially as we go into the holidays, please like and subscribe and share. Where can they find us at? They can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, which is uploading slowly. I don't want to hear anything about Android (laughs) or Google or any of that. But you can find us on there. And we also have our YouTube channel where you can actually see our first live recording and we'll be popping in doing some live videos. But everywhere online, we're at Our Empowered Convos. So that's on Facebook, Our Empowered Convos. Our email is ourempoweredconvos at gmail.com. So if you have any ideas for a show or actually if you would like to visit our show and come chat with us, then you can send us something there. And we look forward to, you know, sitting and talking with you. This has been Dr. Tiffany Young. And this has been Dr. Megan Pickens. And this is your Empowered Convo.